Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Aaron. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. friends i don't know why i said hey 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 i feel weird about it now <laughs> i don't know how to feel about it but we're not going to stop and re-record it because now i've already addressed it yeah so and it would be weird we now just move on i guess um <laughs> hi friends so um we're gonna talk today about uh someone that i wouldn't say it's local to me but it's in our state mm-hmm. um bruce henderson shreves I don't know anything about him, so I'm excited. It's very exciting on so many levels. I mean, it's not exciting because he's a murderer. (laughs) That's not what I mean by it, but it's exciting because it's a little known story. And it's from the town where my uh, dad is from. My dad grew up in Spencerville, Maryland. um, And this pretty much happened in and around Spencerville and in Montgomery County specifically. But um, so I'm really proud of myself because I found a New York Times article about this so i used like a reputable source did you not that i don't normally use reputable sources but you sometimes you don't find those kinds of articles like he was straight up in the times mm-hmm. um and i honestly didn't think they covered small cases like this but you know i'm looking him up just to have some contacts great so she's gonna know about the story no, before you guys are um so anyway we're gonna set the scene And my dad has been talking about this for so long and really wanted us to cover it for the podcast. So what I'm going to say is, Dad, if you're listening to this and you just don't want to have a conversation about us being aware of these things together, I just want you to like tug on your left earlobe just randomly the next time I see you, because I just feel like we should address the fact if you're listening to to my podcast, but also... Oh, here's the Times article. It's exciting. Yeah. It comes up, comes right up. He made Murderpedia. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's straight. Yeah. So I used Murderpedia in the New York times article. Um, (laughs) those were the most consistent, but I did look at other sources to try and corroborate stuff. And there's a few facts that I put in there that my dad told me that I think might be gossip, Mm. but my dad seems pretty confident about it. So it's 1973. My dad is 15 at the time. Fun facts. Um, and so this guy is a little bit older than my dad. Um, my dad told me he would play basketball at the rec center and sometimes this guy would come and play. So he would like play basketball with him. Like he was from that town. Mm -hmm. Um, Bruce Henderson Shreves was born in 1951. So he was 22 at the time and he was AWOL or absent without leave in case you don't know what AWOL means, um, from Patuxent Naval Air Station, um, since September of 1972. So he essentially had been on the lam, so to speak. Um, when this happened in January of 73. So if anyone is completely unfamiliar with what AWOL means, it literally stands for absent without leave. So it's anyone that leaves a base without approved permission. Um, and usually they don't really go after people for it if it's mm-hmm. under a certain amount of time, but like he, he was, he just straight dipped out. Um, and usually it involves a term of confinement afterwards, uh, regardless of what you do while you're AWOL, like just the manner of leaving without permission, you're, you're in trouble in case you're completely unaware of how the military operates. Um, I had a friend go AWOL once really? from the Navy, actually, um, because he had a boyfriend who had moved, who had been stationed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to follow him and they didn't, they weren't going to transfer him. So he just went AWOL. Yeah. Fun facts. <laughs> and oh, they God. locked him up essentially in Pensacola. 
Yeah. Fun facts. Wow. Um, my dad also said that when this guy was AWOL, they would sometimes see him jumping into bushes when the cops would come by, like trying to hide from them. Oh my. So like he was actively around and people knew he was around and they just didn't, he, they kept not catching him. Oh my. Um, because this Patuxent Air Force base isn't, or uh, Naval base isn't that far. I mean, in relation to other places. Shreves had only made the shift to violence recently. He started participating in a streak of unprovoked attacks that spanned nine days in the month of January. Hmm. So the end of January into February. Armed with a rifle and two pistols, Shreves first abducted a Maryland real estate agent, unsuccessfully trying to extort $9,000 from his victim. Um, so he starts his life of crime pretty unsuccessfully. Um, <laughs> he traumatizes this person, but he doesn't get what he ends up wanting, which is money. Cause he's trying to get out of the country. Um, he releases the hostage unharmed and then subsequently shot and wounded a deputy sheriff, you know, real chill, Brucey. Um, he then moved on to murder John Saz. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name. He was a construction worker and this murder happened near Spencerville on January 28th. His body would be found a couple miles away from his next series of violent attacks. So essentially murders them in Spencerville, moves the body and then starts another violent attack. And essentially he's robbing these people Hmm. just to get money. Three days later, stopping over in a small community between Baltimore and DC, he slaughtered three more victims in what police described as a ritualistic bloodbath. Yikes. Yeah. Not really sure um, what they meant by that. Um, there weren't really any details, um, but I would say it's probably ignorance or misunderstanding of the scene because yeah. it is the seventies and not that it was satanic panic per se, but I think there was like a level of this guy was black also. So mm-hmm. you have to put in context, like a person who's AWOL from the military, who's black in the seventies, probably not looked upon too wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there might've been some, you know, judgments placed on something where there weren't. Um, My dad also said that in this attack and in the subsequent ones that happened, that a mattress was used to silence. But again, I couldn't corroborate that anywhere. Hmm. Um, The three male victims that happened next include Frank Mazaros, a beauty shop proprietor and Laverne Miles, an employee of the patent office. And they were discovered in the living room of a house 15 miles away from D.C. near Spencerville. Now, this piece of the story may be my dad's inaccurate memory or a small town gossip based in truth. But it's believed that these murders may have been motivated by Sharif's hate of the LGBTQIA plus community. I was going to ask that. Yes, because the three employees were gay men. Mm -hmm. um, And this is confirmed, but not reported in the Times article. Mm -hmm. So, you know it was known in the town that these were, that these were homosexual men and he went and killed them. Now, whether or not he did that because they, he knew that they would have money or whether it was Mm -hmm. based on hate, we don't really know. All of them were lying on their backs and each had been shot with two different guns. Remember he had two pistols and a rifle. Mm -hmm. The latter rounds were shot as an afterthought. um, And to ensure that the victims were actually dead. Um, they could tell that one of the guns had a larger caliber than the other one that was used. So that would make sense because the rifle was the 30 caliber. The bodies were discovered by a neighbor, Virginia Rasuti, which I believe my dad actually knew her or knew the family that was there. 
Um, there were no signs of a struggle and police said they believe that the only thing taken by the killer was a 1971 Ford Econoline van with Maryland plates. So he got a car with the intention of getting the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Ballistics tests and other evidence linked the massacre with the death of John Zaz and Shreves was named as a suspect in warrants seeking his arrest. So he's on the lam now mm. a few days after the original murder. There was a manhunt for him at this time. And this is what my father told me that got me interested in it. I think there were cops and a curfew in the town to try and find him. Like, uh-huh. I think they like shut the town down mm-hmm. at a certain point and they went road by road and house by house trying to find mm-hmm. the guy. He was armed with two pistols and a 30 caliber rifle that it is said he was able to fire while it was still strapped to his arm. Wow. Which I don't really understand the logistics of that, (laughs) but it happened, I guess. Um, The interesting thing about this is if you go to Google this, the only information you really find out about this is from that Times article and from Murderpedia. Yeah, I saw that. There's not a lot of other information about this, and this is because there was no real trial. So when he was captured by FBI agents and local police in DC on February 2nd, he offered no rational motive for his crimes. He offered no explanation. He was held over for trial and convicted of all counts in August of 1973. And he was sentenced to life in prison. And the reason we don't have any more information about it is because there was no trial. He pled guilty. Wow. um, And never talked about it. Um, I believe he's still alive in jail. Um, I don't know because there's no other information about it. Um, but I'm fairly certain he's still alive and he just never talked about it. Yeah. The weird thing is anything that I'm pulling up, it's all from 1973. He offers nothing after it. Yeah. There's no offer of explanation of why he went AWOL. There's no offer of explanation of why he committed the crimes. And there's no offer of explanation of anything that he was motivated by at all. Which is actually, in my opinion, far more terrifying. That's weird. Because you don't know. I mean, obviously you have to take everything a murderer would say with a grain of salt because, like, they're more than likely lying at any given time. Yeah, but there's usually a reason. There's usually a reason. They usually want to talk about He does not want to talk at all. It's almost like he was traumatized and had, like, PTSD and snapped. Well, that would make sense. But it also makes no sense because it's not like he immediately started committing crimes after he went AWOL. He didn't commit any violent crimes for five months after he went AWOL. There must have been some inciting. Listen to listen to us. Some sort of inciting incident. There must have been. I agree. And like, then you could also speculate like maybe he was running out of money. Yeah. And he needed more money and that's why he tried to extort that person, realized he couldn't do that successfully, and that he started robbing people and murdering them. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. It's crazy. Um, I think more it was that than he, than it was hate crime. I think he sounded desperate. Yeah. But there's also speculation because he, in the town, like in the town gossip, so to speak from my dad, um, they all talked about how these men that own this beauty shop were not hiding who they were as Mm -hmm. was common at the time. However, I don't support that. Please don't hide who you are, but it was very common at the time to be very secretive about that aspect of your life if you happen to be gay and they were not secretive about it at all and there was a level of this was a really small town like like people just there was a lot of hate that like rose mm-hmm. up in there so i think i think it's pro- probably mostly a rumor but still we don't know so there's so much speculation that goes on with it um but yeah literally you can't find any other information about him at mm-hmm. all it's wild 
It's wild. Like, I couldn't even find a picture of him, really. No. And that's a pretty heinous crime. Yeah. I mean, he killed four people. Mm-hmm. Killed four people and abducted a person. I mean, he was a spree killer. It happened within a very short period mm-hmm. of time. I was going to say, yeah. That's yeah. It's wild. Absol- absolutely wild. I mean, we have covered a few spree killers, but not like this, where there's no other supporting information. My dad also is like a wild conspiracy theorist. He thinks there's some sort of connection to the CIA. <laughs> and that's why there's no other information, because they don't want you to find out any other information. I'm like, really, though, dad? Well, there's no explanation as to why he went AWOL. That is a valid point. But still, I mean, I think we might be sensationalizing it in an effort to make it more interesting. But it's still fascinating. And then my dad suggested all these other cases that we should follow or that we should cover because they're from Maryland. So the next one I'll probably cover at some point. And it'll have to be a full episode because it's kind of intense. Is uh, What is it? Bradford Bailey or whatever the hell I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he was a CIA guy that went AWOL. But anyway, that is, uh, that's Bruce Henderson Shreves. And that was a really quick episode, I just realized. So these tiny shirts are real tiny. They are tiny. But that means maybe you can have a couple of tiny turds in your day. You know, like if you yeah. miss one, then you then it's You not- can have a couple bowel movements it's, throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> do we We're want really to, into talking do we about want to go bathroom there? times. Yeah. We don't. But you can listen to these back to back to back if you really love us that much. Um, but yeah, like if you have information on Bruce Henderson Shreves, please send it to us at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. If you have some interesting stories you want to share with us, send it to us on uh, Facebook at 31 nights of scary shit on Instagram at 31 nights of scary shit or on Twitter at scary shit pod. Please support our buy me a coffee campaign for some uh new audio equipment because like come on guys we need we need to make this better quality for you and like obviously we're not editing shit but like the quality of the audio could be better uh we know this we are recording in my closet so (laughs) please help us get a sound booth i don't know that's that's some wishful thinking right i believe if you dream it it oh none of this secret bullshit you you i don't even know what it is put the vibes out you'll get your fucking bike if you want your bike I just so vividly remember that example used in The Secret where this person was like, I oh, really no. want a bicycle, so I'm going to visualize it and put it on my no, vision board I'm and not, really no. dream it, and then it's going to happen. Hey, I, I don't knock a vision board. A vision board is important. But, yeah. I don't want to offend any more people who really, truly love you vision boards. You don't want to offend me. I'm going to offend Aaron at all times. <laughs> Always and forever. Near and far, closer together. Every okay, I'm done with that. So and we uh, really want everyone to stay spooky. Uh, bye.